Thank you for listening to the Zayner Ministries podcast with evangelist Nick Zayner. To stay connected, check us out on Instagram, Facebook, or at zaynerministries.com. Now, here's evangelist Nick. is for you. We're going to be getting into everything that has to do with healing and how it belongs to you. It's going to be a powerful night. Praise God. Hey, Priyani, Rosemarie, God bless you. I see uh, Emily from Copley, PA is on. God bless you. <laughs> Jessica, thanks for tuning in. Praise the Lord. Man, we got a good crowd tonight. I'm super excited. Thanks for, uh, yeah, the backdrop, we, we, are, we are going to another level, folks. I know many of you guys have seen, we got a new uh, equipment, and uh, you know what, after last week, <clears throat> I said, that's it, we're getting better equipment, some of the best equipment we can possibly get. I even got my, my good buddy here, Jose, he's helping me direct, and it's, it's just time to go to another level. Everybody type next level in the comments, because it's time to go to another level, and it's time to see... Uh, the fullness that God has for us in every single area of life. Amen. I am super thrilled. Hey, Richie, God bless you. Jackie, come on. Erie PA, the Move Church. She is a soul winner. She's out there running people down, winning the lost. Man, I remember we had a great time in Ashtabua. And uh, man, what a great time we had there. People were here healed that week. And I'm telling you, we're living in the final moments of time. And I believe, yeah, that's right, next level. I believe that we are going to see the greatest demonstration of the power of God that we've ever seen before Jesus returns. Why do I believe that? The Bible says this, that in the latter time shall be greater than the former. And we've had great moves of God, even in the last 125 years. Azusa Street in 1906. Then you had the great healing revivals uh, in the late 1940s going into even into the 70s. Then you had the Jesus movement. Then you had the charismatic renewal. Then you had Brownsville revival in the 90s. Then we've seen a great outpouring uh, with Dr. Rodney uh, from the 90s even until today. But I believe that God is going to pour out His Spirit upon all flesh that we will see not just great men and women of God, not just tents going back up and, and ministries doing this, but every single believer going and sharing their faith, number one, but operating in the power of God. And that's why tonight is going to be on a major doctrine called divine healing. Everybody type that in the comments, divine healing. Healing is not a subject that... Uh, uh, is new. It's not new in the last hundred years. It's not new. It, uh, it's, it's, it's what the, the Bible is full of healing. The Bible is full of how even in the Old Testament, how the Lord, He is Jehovah Rapha, the Lord that healeth thee. It's not anything new. So we want to understand healing so we can walk in divine healing. And uh, there's different levels when it comes to healing in the sense of you can get healed. If you need heal it, healed tonight, you're going to get healed in Jesus' name. But then you can walk in divine healing, and then you can get into divine health. And I don't want to get ahead of myself, but I believe every single person watching right now, you want to walk in divine health. That means you don't have to live another day sick. And you're saying, wow, that seems a little far-fetched, Nick. Do you really think that we can live a life without sickness and disease? Absolutely. Because Jesus paid the price at the cross of Calvary. Come on. It's all about Jesus. Jesus paid that price. 
And so I'm going to share some testimonies tonight to encourage you. And I believe right where you're at, if you will just open your heart to God, you can receive healing tonight and you will, because I've been praying for this, that you will receive an impartation for the healing power of God, that when somebody in your family gets sick, you won't just back down and, uh, you know, oh, run to the medicine first, but you'll run to God first. I'm not against medicine. I'm not against doctors. Just got to put that out there right away because many people think that you are. I'm not, but we should always run to God first. Amen. Always run to God first. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. So you should run to the Lord first. But let's get into this here tonight. If you have your Bibles, if you like to take notes like I do, go to Romans 8, verse 2. Romans 8, verse 2. The Bible says this, For the law of the Spirit of life which is in Christ Jesus, the law of our new being, has freed me from the law of sin and of death. <coughs> Write that in the comments, the law of sin and death. Jesus came to set us free from the law of sin and death. <coughs> Excuse me. What is all that about? Well, when, when sin entered into the world, the law of sin and death reigned and ruled through mankind. That no matter what they did, they needed a sacrifice, a perfect sacrifice, an atonement, which we'll talk about the atonement tonight perfect blood to be sacrificed for them. And so the law of sin and death would constantly, they would constantly have to bring, <clears throat> they would constantly have to bring animals to be sacrificed. They would constantly have to bring a new atonement every single year for their sins. And a result of sin is death, which is sickness and disease. It all, if, if you let it just take its course all the way to the end, results in death. And so the Bible tells us right here, for the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has freed us from the law of sin and death. Jesus paid the price on the cross so that you could be free from sin and death. And so the Bible goes on to say, for what God has done, what the law could not do, its power being weakened by the flesh, the entire nature of man without the Holy Spirit, sending his own son in guise of sinful flesh and as an offering for sin. God condemned sin in the flesh, subdued, overcame, deprived of its power over all who accept the sacrifice. Now, if that seems super long, it's because it is, because it's coming out of the Amplified Classic Version, but I felt that we needed to go into that because it spells it out. Now, there's a great man of God. He's gone on to be with the Lord. If you study history, God used him in a powerful way. His name was John G. Lake. Now, he understood what this scripture meant. He understood it to the point where during his time, he was a missionary sent from the United States into South Africa. And when he went there, a great plague took place and reigned through that whole nation to the point where people literally, if they even touched a person who was sick or if they touched a dead body, that they would basically be dead in a short amount of time. But John G. Lake understood the scripture. He understood that what Christ Jesus did on the cross has set him free from the law of sin and death. And within that law of sin and death is sickness and disease. 
And that's why Jesus came, Acts 10, 38. He went about doing good, healing all who were oppressed of the devil. For what or why? Because God was with him. Jesus went about doing good, healing all. I want you to type that in the comments. Jesus healed all. Jesus healed all. Yes, that's right. He went about doing good, healing all. John G. Lake understood this scripture. And because he understood what, the, what this scripture said, and he had a revelation in his heart, the plague could not touch him. To the point, literally, where the, the, he was the only one who was able to bury the bodies. And because he was the only one to bury the bodies, it caused people to be like, what does this guy have that we do not have? And he said, I'll show you. He not only will tell you, he'll show you. He said, bring me some of that, uh, some of the plague on a little uh, platter thing and put it on my hand and I'll put it underneath a microscope and we'll take a look at it. They did it. And you know what happened? As they put it on his hand and was looking under a microscope so they can see the bacteria, the plague, when it hit his hand, literally began to die on his hand. It could not touch him. Why? He understood that the law of sin and death has been broken by the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. He knew who he was in Christ. Do you know who you are in Christ? Do you know that you can walk in divine healing? Do you know that you can walk free from sickness and disease? Do you know that Jesus, by the cross, by the finished work of the cross, has paid the price already for your healing? It was God's plan for you. If it was God's plan for you to be sick, I want to deal with this real quick. If it was God's plan for you to be sick, Jesus was in total disobedience when he walked on the earth. Why? Because everywhere Jesus went, he healed people. And not one time in the scripture did he say, daughter, son, you have the sickness and disease because I want to teach you a lesson through it. <laughs> not one time, not one place, because that wasn't his mission. His mission was to heal all. And the Bible tells us this, that Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Type that in the comments. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. So he never changes. So if he healed then, he'll heal now. He wants to heal you. Amen. And he wants you to walk in the healing power of God. Because you might be watching this right now and you're thinking, well, Nick, this is great. I don't need healing though. I'm fine. I'm healthy as far as I know. Doctor said I'm healthy as ever. Well, guess what? You can be a conduit for God so that you can lay hands on people and they can recover. That's why we need to understand this. Here's another great thing before I move past this, because Jesus was the Word, and the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, right? The Bible says that faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God, Romans 10, 17. So in other words, faith only comes by the Word, and you have to allow yourself, if you want to walk in divine healing, let's say you're healed or let's say you need to get healed, and you're going to get healed in Jesus' name. He sent His Word and healed you. And I'm going to pray for everybody at the end who needs healing. So stay on until the end, and we won't go super late tonight. Uh, we'll be on until about 3 a.m., so if you can hold on that long, that'll be great. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's just a joke. Jose's sweating back there, wondering how long he's going to be here, and I'm just playing. But for real, <laughs> for real, in the sense of if Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He wants to heal you. He will heal you in Jesus' name. <clears throat> but we must grow our faith. 
We must grow in these areas. And so maybe you're not needing healing, but we need to grow our faith in the area of healing because look what happened the last couple years. The people, the church of the Lord Jesus Christ, not any one particular church, the church as a whole was weak in this area because if they were strong in this area, they would have the same type of faith, the spirit of faith as John G. Lake, where they would say, we are not going to go hide, but we are going to be the ones to go and lay hands on the people and they're going to get healed. That if it touches our body, it will die. Do you get what I'm saying? And so that tells me that we need to grow our faith. Another thing in particular, that what I, what I see where I live, I live in the Lehigh Valley, Pennsylvania. One of the things that really uh, the Lord has opened my eyes to is I can't go uh, too many blocks down the road without seeing a hospital-owned building. I don't go too far in this area without seeing a, 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 a little office for another a doctor, or I see the hospital, or they're building another hospital. What does that tell me? That tells me that America is sick and it needs healing. And so we need to double down on the message of healing. Not Even if you don't need healed right now, you need to grow your faith in this area because faith comes by hearing, hearing by the Word of God. And when something happens, when an attack comes against your life, it won't be able to stick around long because you'll, your faith will be strong in this area. Amen? Everybody say, my faith is getting strong. My faith is getting strong. Amen. So the Bible tells us this. People are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. People are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. Why do they want to push everything that's not the truth? Because they want people to be destroyed. The devil comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Not, not one place do you see God... Uh, putting sickness and disease on people. It's the devil. He's the one who does. Because his sole mission, the devil's mission statement is to steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus has come to give you life and life more abundantly. But you have to walk in the truth. For the Bible says this, that it's the truth that will set you free. The truth will set you free. So how do you know the truth? You have to know what the Bible says. This is why God has given us fivefold ministers, so we can teach and equip the, the saints. But we need to know what the Bible says. You know, I have another testimony from the 1950s area. If you don't know anything about the 1950s in the church, it was where the great healing revivals took place in our time. There was tents set up. People were getting healed by, by the thousands. I'm not exaggerating. You can look it up, the voice of healing. But, however... There's an amazing statistic that came out from Kenneth E. Hagan that I wanted to read to you. There was a great man of God named Dr. Oral Roberts who had the, at one time had the world's largest tent. And he would set it and there would be thousands of people who would come and get healed. And this is in the area people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. So stay with me, all right? And I'm going to get into three points in a poem. But right now, <laughs> right now I, want to, I want to hammer in some stuff for you, lay down a foundation. This is, a, this is straight from a book from Kenneth E. Hagin. He, he said this. They asked every person if he received his healing when Brother Roberts laid his hands on him and prayed for him. So they did a survey. They asked people two questions. They said, did you receive your healing when you had hands laid on you? And the other question was whether or not the person was still healed today. They sent out several thousand cards just in their own state and they received 6,000 cards back. 
So they waited a couple weeks after the people got healed. They sent him this survey and they asked him, one, did you get healed the night that you attended the service? Number two, they said, are you still healed today? This is the response. They go on to say, they received 6,000 back, and out of the 6,000 people questioned, only 3% of the full gospel people said that they were, they were healed. That means that only 3 out of 100 full gospel folks received their healing. So full gospel would be those who actually believe in divine healing. And then it goes on to say, but out of the denominational people, so in other words, people who were not uh, Pentecostal, they either were Methodist, Catholic, uh, even some Baptists, or they were unchurched and they got saved at the meetings. 70% of them received their healing that night. And after six weeks, 70% of them still had their healing. That's 70 out of 100 denominational folks who not only received their healing, but kept their healing. What made the difference? And I want to help you guys here tonight. What made the difference? This really struck me. He goes on to say, God expected more of those full gospel people who knew more, but many of them had not developed their faith sufficiently on their own to be able to receive their healing. God expected their faith to be developed to the point that they could receive on their own. So He could not heal them based on Brother Robert's faith. So in other words, God expects us to grow, to grow in the things of God. These people were in church their whole life. Many of them attended church for 30, 40, some maybe even 50 years. They heard the message of the gospel. They heard the message of healing, but they never allowed it to become real to them. And so what, why am I saying all this? To encourage you that you're doing the right thing tonight by tuning in and hearing about healing because I want to change the statistic. If this was happening the height of the healing revivals, people, only 3% of church people, Pentecostal people, people who believed in the message, how much more should we dive in to the message of divine healing? So it's time to get into that. And so I want you to go to Galatians chapter 3, verse 13. And I want you to put that in the comments for those who are just tuning in. Galatians chapter 3, verse 13. Amen. We got a good crowd on tonight. Hey, Jesse, God bless you. Blessings. Now we're going to get into the redemption power of the cross, which is threefold. The Bible says this. <clears throat> this is the Amplified Classic Version. Christ purchased or redeemed us from the curse of the law. We talked about the curse of the law of sin and death. This is the same one. And its condemnation by himself becoming a curse for us, for it is written... Cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree and is crucified. To the end that through their receiving Christ Jesus, the blessing promised to Abraham might come upon the Gentiles so that we through faith might all receive the promise of the Holy Spirit. So threefold redemption of the cross. Number one is the forgiveness of sins. Type that in the comments. Number one, the forgiveness of sins. So, I'm not going to take long in that because tonight's about healing. But without the forgiveness of sins, guys, this thing that's what this thing is all about. Even if, for whatever reason, people don't get healed and they go and die, the major number one thing that they need to know is that they're going to heaven. Do they have Jesus in their heart? Because the reality is, 
is the Bible says that every man is appointed once to die and then the judgment. Unless we get raptured out of here, we are going to have to die and go to heaven through the grave. But praise be to God if you're saved and born again and ready for, to meet Jesus. Amen. So number one, threefold redemption of the cross is forgiveness of sins. Number two would be uh, freedom from poverty. Freedom from poverty. Jesus said, the anointing is upon me to bring the acceptable year of the Lord. In other words, the jubilee, the forgiveness of debts, to break people out of poverty. This is why we always teach on giving and receiving and how you can break the back of poverty through giving. And so poverty was destroyed at the foot of the cross. Poverty was hung up on that cross that Jesus became poor so that you could become rich. Jesus humbled himself as a man, gave up everything so you could become rich. And that word rich is translated rich. Abraham walked in the blessing of God. He, because he believed God, it was counted unto him to righteousness. And the Bible says that Abraham was very rich. You have Abraham who was rich. Joseph became rich. Solomon, the richest man who ever lived. David was rich. I can go on and on and on of Old Testament believers who were rich because of God. And how much more us under a better covenant, under better promises, should we be rich and be full abundance with the things of God. Amen. So poverty was dealt with at the cross. Poverty was dealt with at the cross. But I want to get into the third one. And maybe one other time I'll teach on the other two. But I want to get into this one is sickness and disease was dealt with on the cross. And before the cross, the Bible tells us that there was stripes laid upon the back of Jesus. For by his stripes you were healed. And I'm going to get into that tonight. If you want to do an extra study, this is a side note, <clears throat> you can go to Deuteronomy 28 and you can read verses 15 and beyond everything that involves the curse. And you'll find out quickly that the curse involves sickness, disease, poverty, destruction, death, all of that. Everything in the curse was dealt with on the cross because Jesus became the curse for you. Type that in the comments, Jesus became the curse for me. In other words, He bought you with a price. He bought your healing by the blood of Jesus and by the stripes on His back. He bought your prosperity by the cross. He bought your forgiveness of sins and right standing with God on the cross. He paid the price for you. This is now the free gift of God. Thank God for, this, for salvation. Thank God for the blessing of God. Thank God that He set us free from the law and sin and death. Thank God for that. Man, just take a couple minutes to just begin to thank God out of your mouth. Thank God that we're saved. Thank God that you're healed. Thank God that you're not going to be poor no more. Thank God. Thank God. Hallelujah. The cross. Thank God for the cross. I thank God for the bloody religion, the bloody cross. Thank you, Jesus. So the Bible goes on to say, Isaiah 53, talking about the area of healing. Now we're going to get into it. I'm out of the Amplified Classic all night, so this... If you're wondering, actually, I'm going to do this one from the New King James. Because this one's really wordy. Amen. Isaiah 53, verse 2. Yeah, and I got my iPad and stuff in front of me, but 
just in case somebody wants to wants to see an actual Bible, I'll hold it up. <laughs> Amen. Eventually we'll have a desk and stuff. Isaiah 53, starting in verse 2. For he shall grow up before him as a tender plant and as a root out of the dry ground. He has no form of comeliness, and when we see him, there is no beauty that should we should desire him. So this is talking about Jesus. This is the Old Testament prophet prophesying about the coming Savior and what he's going to look like. And it goes on to say, He is despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrows, and equated with grief. And we hid, as it were, our faces from him. He was despised, and we did not esteem him. Surely he has borne our griefs. I want you to highlight this, underline this, get this in your spirit. Thanks, brother. And he carried our sorrows. We esteemed him stricken, smitten by God, and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. Right there. He was wounded for our transgressions, for our sins. He was bruised for our iniquities, dealing with sin, dealing with iniquity. The chastisement of our peace was upon Him. So the punishment that we should have had was upon Christ. And by His stripes, we are healed. By His stripes, we are healed. Type that in the comments. By His stripes, we are healed. I remember... Uh, just last May, <clears throat> when we did a healing school in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania, I know many people watching right now, you were there. And I remember the first Sunday morning we got to preach on healing, and I could not get away from it. The image of the stripes, the video of the stripes of Jesus, I had to put it up on the screen. Uh, the best, and it doesn't even give it justice because the Bible says that Jesus was so whipped that he didn't even resemble a man anymore. He was so beaten. But The Passion of the Christ, if you haven't seen that, you need to watch that movie. And in that scene where he was whipped and he was beaten and the blood was everywhere, those stripes were taken for your healing. Those stripes were whipped. You were whipped on your back. He was whipped on his back for your healing. Those stripes took your sickness, took your disease. He was bruised. He was beaten. He was smitten. It pleased the Father that Jesus was whipped so that you could receive your healing. I want you to think about that for a second. It pleased the Father that Jesus took your place and my place so that we could receive our healing. So, before I get any further, you might be thinking, well, yeah, I've heard this. I know somebody. They're still standing in faith for healing. They haven't received it yet. And, and I wonder why. Well, don't, don't get caught up in, in experience and allowing the experience to take yourself away from the Word. Yes, there's going to be times we don't understand. But we, we always should contend for what the Bible says. We always should take God's Word as final authority. Amen. So... The Word of God is what we base our life off of. And He was wounded. He was bruised. And you know what? I'm still standing for anybody who hasn't seen their healing manifest yet. May this be the day and year that they see the manifestation of the healing power of God come upon their bodies, that it will be totally removed supernaturally and stay 
removed in Jesus' name. Because His stripes matter. The stripes of Jesus matter. I'm telling you guys. Every time I think about it, I just want to almost cry. Because He paid such a price. And when you understand this, that that those stripes were taken for you, I'm telling you, something rises up on the inside of you. And then you get an attitude like this. You know what? I'm not taking no for an answer. Jesus paid the price for my healing and I'm receiving it in Jesus' name. He didn't take that beating for nothing and I'm receiving that, Lord. Thank you for my healing. Thank you that I'm receiving it because you paid such a price. You get that attitude. When you get that attitude that I'm not taking no for an answer, you will see it manifest. I'm telling you. But we got to wake the church up and say, you know what? It's time to get to that point where it's saying, you know what? Come hell or high water or heaven or high water, I am receiving this healing because Jesus paid the price. That's how you stand upon his word. You speak it out of your mouth and then you act upon it by, by speaking it and then moving in that direction and it will begin to manifest. Amen. Look what the Bible says. In Matthew 8, verse 17, because some people are like, not you guys watching, but some people are thinking, well, that's great, that's Old Testament, but what about what does the New Testament say about uh, healing? That's right, come on, come on, Evangelist Mike. It doesn't matter how many times you've been prayed for, Jesus wants to heal you tonight. He paid the price, it's finished, that's right. You gotta get that attitude. I'm not leaving this place. I'm not turning this off until I get my healing tonight. I'm not waiting another day. I'm receiving that healing. And then it should put something on the inside of you like it has me. That You know what? I, would, I, I don't need necessarily a major healing because I'm walking in healing. But you know what, God? Use me to administer healing to your people. Use me to speak the word. I don't care how many churches have abandoned the doctrine of divine healing. I don't care how many full gospel churches who once, they still have it on their website, who believe that they heal, and uh, but they actually don't. I'm telling you right now that God, I'm going to contend for it. I'll lay hands on everybody until they're bald. I don't care. I'm going to see people healed in Jesus' name because he paid a price. We have to have that attitude. He paid the price, and so we're contending for it no matter what. There is there going to be a group of people, and I believe you guys are watching, that is going to stand up and say, I'm not going to stop until I see everything manifested from this word. Can you say amen? You're not going to stop until you see the promises of God come to pass. The Bible says you shall lay hands on the sick and they will recover. So maybe you don't need healing, but bless, bless God, your hands, look at your hand right now, like I'm looking at mine. This hand is going to be used to administer healing to my generation in Jesus' name. I don't care how many plagues come. I don't care what they name them any longer. This hand right here is going to be used for healing. And yeah, before it wasn't a thing. It used to be a widespread doctrine of full gospel churches where it was like, okay, yeah, we, we believe in that. But now it's kind of scarce. Who cares? If it's just you and Jesus, you have the majority. Can you say amen? If it's just you and Christ, you have the majority. So go out there and step out. But Matthew 8, verse 17. Man, I'm, I, I stirred myself up. I'm so happy. I, I can just go, I can go to bed right now. I'm just, I'm ready to run around this place. I'm just so happy. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Man, what a great night. How does the audio sound? Everybody sounds good? Praise God. Matthew 8, verse 17 says this. That it might be fulfilled which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, saying, He himself took our infirmities and bore our sicknesses. I want you to type that in the comments, bore 
our sicknesses. Jesus bore the sickness and disease that you may be carrying right now, and it's time to give it back to the devil in Jesus' name. It's time to stop taking ownership of that, of that sickness and disease. It's time to say, you know what, this ain't mine. You know, many times people take ownership of, well, you know, I have this, or I have cancer, or I have this type of uh, bone structure, or I was born this way, or it runs in my family. No longer. You now have a new uh, blood flowing through your veins. You have the blood of Jesus. No longer. It's not yours anymore. He bore your sickness. Do you understand what I'm saying? Healing belongs to you because that sickness now belongs to Christ. And that healing now belongs to you. He exchanged that sickness for your healing. He exchanged the sickness that is no longer yours. It's his. So, you know, I heard a great man of God say this. Something tried to come on him. The doctor told him, hey, you got, you got throat cancer and you're going to die. And it was a man of God. And he believes in healing. And he said, I don't have throat cancer. They said, what are you talking about? We can clearly see it. He said, no, that's Jesus's. Jesus, that's Jesus's cancer. That ain't mine. Why? Because he knew Matthew 8, 17. He said, he knew what the Bible said. It says, Jesus bore our sicknesses. So if you have cancer right now, stop saying you have cancer and start saying Jesus has cancer. Well, that sounds kind of, doesn't that sound wrong? No, that's scriptural. Matthew 8, 17. He bore your sickness. He bore your illness. It's now his. It doesn't belong to you. Re give it to Christ and watch what he'll do. That's what we do with sin. We give it to the Lord. Lord, forgive us of our sin. Why? Because he became sin on the cross so we can be set free. Come on, somebody. Are you grabbing a hold of this? Type amen if you're receiving this. I'm telling you. People are being healed in their homes. I say people's eyes opening in Jesus' name where they couldn't hardly see. I see cataracts being removed in Jesus' name. I see brand new retinas being formed right now in the name of Jesus. You're going to wake up and you're going to be able to see 2020 vision. I don't know who that's for, but somebody's going to be able to see like they've never seen before. Somebody's, you might have said, you know what, I, I think I need to, you were thinking before, I need to go get glasses. No longer, because you are healed in Jesus' name. You're healed in Jesus' name. Amen. I, that just popped up out of my spirit. If that's for you, just let us know. Amen. But I'm telling you, Jesus bore that on the cross. He bore that. P Peter says this. Go there, 1 Peter 2, verse 21 through 25. I just like having a Bible in my hand. I don't even know why sometimes I even bother with the, uh, with the iPad. <laughs> I know somebody got on me, digital Bible. <laughs> Evangelist John, I know he's just joking. 1 Peter 2, verse 21. Let's read this together. For to this you were called because Christ also suffered for us, leaving us as an example that you should follow his steps. Who? committed no sin, nor was deceit found in his mouth, who when he was reviled, he did not revile in return. When he suffered, he did not threaten, but committed himself to him who judges right, righteously, who him, himself bore our sins in his own body and on the tree, that we, having been dead to sin, might live for righteousness, by whose stripes you were healed. Type that in the comments. By his stripes I was healed, or were healed. In other words, you were healed 2,000 years ago. Well, brother, I know that the Bible says that, but I still feel sick. I still feel the pain. It's not about how you feel. It's about enforcing the truth. He bore that already. 
I'm telling you tonight, you can be set free from that sickness and that disease in Jesus' name. You were already healed. You were already healed. It's, it's like Jesus, it's the same with salvation, okay? Many of you guys understand salvation. It's a free gift to receive that salvation. Jesus already did everything he needed to do for you to receive salvation, but not everyone receives it. The same is true with healing. This is all the gospel, guys. The gospel is Jesus saves, Jesus heals, Jesus delivers. Jesus delivers you from poverty. Amen. He delivers you from devils. He delivers you from sickness and disease. He delivers you from sin. That's the gospel. Healing's not a side subject, though we're treating it kind of like it is. But this is the gospel, that by His stripes you were healed 2,000 years ago. Hallelujah. And so maybe you don't feel healed. It's not about how you feel. It's about what the Word says. See, people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. There's been so many great Christians who loved God with all their heart, but they did not know what the Bible said about healing, or they were a part of a denomination that did not teach them healing, and they died when they didn't have to die. And yes, there are good people in denominations and in good churches that teach us, and they die, but they go to heaven. But there would be more people who would not die if they would know what the Bible says, if they would enforce this word. He sent His word and healed them of all their diseases and delivered them from all their destructions. We need to know what the Bible says, like Kenneth E. Hagin said with the survey. Because they, the, the full gospel people did not know what the Bible says for themselves, and they did not apply it to their lives, they did not keep their healing. Let's, let that not be the case by you who are watching tonight. You're understanding the Word of God right now. I hope the revelation is coming. I believe it is, that what is already yours is available tonight. And I feel the anointing. We're going to pray here in a minute. But especially if you're believing God for healing in the comments, I want you just to put an emoji hand in the comments and say, I'm believing God for healing. You don't have to tell me what it is unless you want to. But I believe that the healing power of God is about to flow through this. And if you're on here and you're saying, you know what, I don't really need healing, I want you to tap into what God is doing because there's an anointing coming upon your life to lay hands on the sick you will begin to see more miracles, signs, and wonder to follow you because of the, the, these signs will follow those who believe because you're a believer. But there's an anointing here tonight for people to be healed. Amen. I see the hands going up. There's an anointing to be healed. The Bible says this, Psalm 107 verse 20. I quoted it already, but I'll read it from what I have here. He sends forth His Word and heals them and rescues them from the pit in destruction. You know, I can't physically lay hands on you right now, though that's one way God heals, but there's different ways God heals. You can receive your healing, and you're about to receive your healing right now, right through these lenses, right through your computer screen. He sent His Word and healed them. Jesus is right there in the room with you, and He's about to touch your body, and He's about to quicken it, and He's about to heal you. Can you say amen? So right where you're at, I can't lay hands on you, but you have two hands. If you have physical pain in your body, I want you to put a hand right where it might hurt. If you have something internally that you can feel it, put your hand on that part of your body. But maybe you can't feel it and it's just it's somewhere in your body and the doctors have told you, put your hand right on your belly. 
because out of your belly will flow rivers of living water. And we're about to pray right now. So expect the power of God to flow right through you. So if your hand's there, lift that other hand up to heaven and let's pray. Father, I thank you right now that you always confirm your word with signs following. It went black on me, brother. And I thank you, Lord, right now in the name of Jesus for healing to flow in Jesus' mighty name. I curse every attack against their life. I curse every sickness and disease, every cancer. I command it to bow to the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. I curse it right now in the name of Jesus. I curse every pain in their body in Jesus' name. I curse it right now at its roots. Pain, I command you to come out in the name of Jesus. Right now, in the name of Jesus, I curse it. I thank you, Lord, right now for eyes to open, ears to hear, in Jesus' name. I thank you, Lord, right now. Right now, in the name of Jesus, every organ in their body, I command it to come alive in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. I speak the healing power of God to flow right now. Thank you for listening to the Zaner Ministries podcast. Please consider becoming a monthly covenant partner with us. We are asking God for 100 people to stand with us financially as we continue to win the lost in America. Go to ZanerMinistries.com and click the Give Now button to become a monthly covenant partner today.